Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You know, we try our best here at Cracked Rackets to provide you listeners with a variety of different opinions from throughout the tennis world. When we're talking to pro players, it's not just the top pros. It's not one subsection of pro players only, although, you know, of course, if Roger Federer calls me today and says, Alex, give me 30 to 45, I would be there like that. Um, But, you know, we try to talk to players at the junior level. We try to talk to them at the collegiate level. Of course, those players still ascending the 25, 50K futures challenger level events. We want to talk to them as well and hear their perspectives. We also love to share the perspectives of our fellow members of the tennis media to talk about the stories, the long-term issues facing our beloved sport. Uh, but every so often, we've got to bring back one of our favorite guests here on our Cracked Interviews podcast. And I can fortunately say, I think this might be the first tennis professional tennis player, non-media member, not a college player, no, a pro player, to make her third appearance on our Cracked Interviews podcast today. And I am delighted to bring our interview we did with nine-time Grand Slam champion, Olympic gold medalist, host of Tennis United. Of course, you know her from so many various successful tennis ventures. Bethany Maddox-Sands back on the show today to finish part three of this trilogy, although, you know, it was a three-part trilogy. I think we might have to pull a Star Wars here, pull it out to, you know, eight, nine, ten episodes, a couple of spinoffs off of the original uh, episodes her and I have been doing. And, of course, we always love to bring B-Dog back on the show because because there's no one more entertaining, no one more locked in, and you know, no one more candid than Bethany Maddox-Sands in talking about the issues facing tennis and talking about what's going on right now in the professional tennis world. And that's what we talk about on today's show. Now, of course, for B-Dog, what has been one of the coolest things as someone who is you know, a fan of hers, has been seeing her and Vashik Pasucel host the brand new WTA ATP show, Tennis United. I believe they have now fired out eight episodes. So many fantastic guests from throughout the professional tennis world. They've started reaching out to other professional athletes from outside of tennis as well. It's been such a fun show to watch. And so I ask P-Dog what it's like for her to go from interviewee to interviewer, what it's like to host a show, and you know what it's like for her to begin her transition to the media world, the fun she's had with her co-host Vashik Pospisil, some of the guests she's still looking forward to interviewing as well. We also get to talk about one of the bigger developing stories going on right now in tennis, and of course, we have seen so many differing exhibition events begin to spring up. I think an exhibition event all of us can get excited about, and we would be just as excited about whether it was happening in the midst of an ATP WTA season or now when, you know, professional play has stopped on the tours, is the Labor Cup style women's event that's going to go on in Charleston in June. It's going to be 16 different players, people like Bianca Andreescu, Sophia Kennan, Sloane Stevens, obviously B-Dog, and so many more going to get to show off their skills in the team format and you know this is a recently new event we did this interview with b-dog on friday before the official announcement was made but we talk a lot about it. We talk about the fun fans can expect to see. And, you know, there's still a lot of details to be worked out. We speculate on what the event could look like a little bit as well. It's a it's a really fun interview, of course, and that's going to be a really fun event. So you'll want to hear all about that. And then we talk about so much more, what it's like for her uh, in quarantine after these 10 weeks, how she, you know, maintains a schedule of training without burning out because it's been three months for a lot of these players. And, you know, the end is not in sight at this point. And so how do you balance ensuring that you're staying in shape, ensuring that you're using this opportunity to better yourself as an athlete, while also ensuring that you don't burn out, that you're not playing too much, that you don't come back to the sport just completely fried and overexerted. And so, as always, it's a fantastic interview with Bethany Maddox-Sands. I've, I've never not enjoyed talking to her, and I can't imagine that will ever not, you know, I'll never not enjoy it. So I, I suppose I can just say in the positive that I will always enjoy speaking with her. And so, of course, we've got part three coming up for you now 
on this Cracked Interviews podcast. I will say two things real quick before we get to the episode. A, this podcast, while fantastic as a podcast, and always, you know, we appreciate when you listeners take the time to listen in podcast form, can also be found on our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube.com, search Cracked Rackets. You can see B-Dog's smiling face, and you'll see my, you know, nerve-wracking, sweating, oh my god, I hope this joke is good, because if it's not, I'm going to get to see her not laugh at my joke, and that'll be mortifying face uh, on in video form. I believe we did the interview on Zoom. Of course, Super Producer Daniel Westhoff puts his spin on it. It's a whole production, and so you will want to see that in video form, so be sure to go check that out as well. And then the second thing I have to tell all of you listeners is these Cracked Interview podcasts are made possible by, due to the support we get from our friends at Midwest Sports. And for more than 20 years, Midwest Sports has served as a supporting uh, feature for tennis players across the globe as they've served as one of the world's premier tennis equipment suppliers for that long. They offer a comprehensive selection of fast shipping tennis supplies that few retailers can match and have one of the largest in-stock inventories of tennis equipment online with tens of thousands of products available for shipping from their automated warehouse directly to your front door. They value innovation and have personally tailored their products to highlight your skills on the court. Their well-trained staff are intimately familiar with tennis equipment and can help you find that perfect racket, perfect shoe, or perfect clothing that is sure to put you ahead of the competition. Their selections of equipment are consistently first to market as well, and they pride themselves in stocking their warehouse with the newest products at the lowest prices. Now, the good news for you listeners is you can find all of their products by going to their website, MedwestSports.com, and once you're there, you're going to want something. I guarantee it. We're all itching to get back on the court. We're all itching to have all of the gear we need for when we can do that. I know my racket sat unstrung in my room for three months now, and it's just begging me. It stares at me every day. It's like, Alex, why haven't you strung me? Alex, you're not giving me nearly enough attention. Alex, you haven't held me and used me in so long. We haven't made sweet love out there on the court in far too long. And that's a good point. I need to buy myself some strings. So I am on MidwestSports.com right now. I see what I like. I go to the checkout card. And now it says, hmm, do you have any promo codes you can use? And the good news is I do have a promo code I can use. I can use that promo code CR15 to get 15% off my order. Now, this reel of strings isn't going to exceed $75 because, you know, the prices at Midwest Sports are just so exceptional. But if you want to order yourself up a couple of things, your order does exceed $75. The good news is for you that with that promo code CR15, not only will you get 15% off, but you'll get free two-day shipping as well on all orders over $75. Now, the coup de grace, the piece de resistance of it all if you use that promo code CR15 to ensure that you have all of the equipment you need to get back on the court, our friends at Midwest Sports will also give you a free can of Wilson Extra Duty Tennis Balls thrown into your order so you get 15% off, free two-day shipping on all orders over $75, as well as a free can of tennis balls to top it all off. So go to MidwestSports.com, use that promo code CR15, get yourself 15% off, get yourself a free can of balls. Some restrictions do apply, but I promise you are going to go to MidwestSports.com. You are going to love what you see. I guarantee it. They are so kind in their support of us. The least we can do is ask you to go support them as well. All right, with that being said, that was quite the introduction, and it was the introduction worthy of someone of the caliber of the guest we have today. So Without further ado, let's get to my conversation with the one and only Bethany Maddox. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Joining us on the podcast once again today, you of course know her as a nine-time Grand Slam champion, an Olympic gold medalist, now the host of the brand new ATP WTA show, Tennis United, and of course, someone we affectionately refer to on this show as B-Dog, Bethany Maddox-Hands. Welcome back to the show. How are you holding up? I am doing great. I'm hoping this B-Dog kind of nickname catches on, but uh, I appreciate that. No, I'm you know in Arizona living my best life right now. Things are great. I'm training. I'm practicing. Uh, enjoying 
food being cooked for me um, and uncorking some wine at happy hour. So it's, uh, it's, it's been a great few weeks at home. Yeah. Oh, I have some kimasabi questions for you. Rest All assured. Right. I, I'm sure yeah, they've come out. Let's do but, it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, to your point of, you know, life in quarantine and you, you've been keeping busy. I feel like you have not taken, you know, this, some people have maybe slouched back a little bit. You're hitting all of these new <laughs> ventures that has to, you know, staying busy. Is that a strategy? Yeah. You know what? I actually <laughs> trust me at the end of my days. I've thought about this. I'm like, how did I pack everything into this day? And then I look at my schedule for the next day. I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? But then, but then, okay, I think about that for a second. And if I'm real with myself, I actually, I do enjoy things. Like I'm really this action oriented person, whether I played tennis, whether I did something else with my life, I really, I like being active. I like doing new things. I like trying new things. And it's for me, once the tennis tour got canceled, there were a lot of other things that I could do. There was a lot of ways to fill my time. I'm not one of those people that you were going to read online on social media saying I was bored in the house, in the house bored. <laughs> Definitely not me. Um, I felt, I mean, I found plenty to do. And really, again, we talked a little bit on last podcast. I think this is a great time for some personal reflection, a massive reset and that's that's kind of what i'm doing but no i've i've been super busy and i've really enjoyed doing it don't get me wrong i have some time for myself i start my mornings pretty easy i still do like my power hour my meditation so i feel like i can like garner all my energy and then do all the things i do in my day <laughs> yeah no it's working and i heard you say in an interview recently you know it's about who you surround yourself with as as well to feed off that energy and it sounds like yeah as I, i've enjoyed all of the content you guys are killing it and you talk about trying new things we figured for the trilogy episode you know part three of this podcast we'd go on video and let me just say you look even better than you do on tv via zoom so it is great <laughs> yes, to get to all do right. this the zoom is like helping me out here i love it yeah i mean the trophies are intimidating so you know i gotta kiss up a little bit uh but right here, yeah i got my aaron Rodgers uh football helmet right here signed few trophies back here. Yeah, no, I, and honestly, I'm looking at you with a green screen behind you. So I'm kind of excited to see the finished result and what the editors are going to put uh, behind you. Yeah, uh, it's cur- probably I'm just going to be floating photos of you, like here and there. Maybe oh, really? like Jam- Jamie Murray here, and then like, you know, Mike Bryan there, Sam Query, and then your newest partner, Alex Gruskin. I'll just okay. be in the center. Just like, hey, guys. That's perfect. I can, yeah. I can actually visualize that. So. <laughs> I feel like the next step for me, though, is a green screen because I, I, I would get pretty creative with it. So mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. No, and you definitely have a need for one now because let's start there. One of your newest ventures, hosting Tennis United uh, alongside of Vashik Pospisil. And let me just say I watch you know I, I frequently watch the episodes because they are so entertaining and I was watching episode six and just the first two minutes because you know when you're doing content the first two minutes you got to draw people in right you guys going through reviews you read on YouTube and then your response to him when you go you know Vashik I, I thought you were going to be timid but you're actually pretty funny I mean I would I, I could have just stopped right there because that was amazing <laughs> Like, here's the deal. I actually, I knew Vashik, but I really didn't know him that well. Like, obviously, we see each other every week at the tournaments. And and I've said hi to him a few times here and there. But when you're doing a show together, you're, like, really getting to know someone. (laughs) I mean, there's, like, kind of that on-screen chemistry you're going after and that banter. And so over the weeks, it was I was getting to know Vashik. So it was was pretty funny, actually, what our initial reactions of each other was. And I, I mean, honestly, like I he kind of came off as a little bit shy and reserved and he kind of admitted that. So he's like, no, but once you get to know me, this is how I am. I'm like, okay. So it took me, it took me six weeks. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what have been the joys of those first six weeks? You know, how have, has tennis United developed? Has it been fun? Yeah, actually it's been awesome. I mean, really at the beginning when we had this idea, I thought, I I mean, I raised my hand immediately. I was like, I'm in, I think this is a great idea. Men's tour, women's tour coming together, especially in this downtime. I mean, what, what a moment to do that. And actually talking with all my friends on tour, uh, on both tours, women's tour and men's tour, it's been kind of nice. Like we actually all realized how much we miss each other on the road. Like it's, and it's really funny because when we're at tournaments, we're all kind of in the zone. We got our game faces on and it's not like we go into these like deep conversations at the lunch table in the players lounge or anything. Cause we like, we don't, we all like have our own schedules and routines and 
you know, either we've won a match, lost a match, things like that. And so I think it took us all like having this break and we, a few of the players like came on the interview, they came on the Zoom call and they're like, hey, <laughs> I, it's so good to see you. And, and, it's, and it's true. Like, I, I think everyone, all the tennis players, don't get me wrong, are enjoying this downtime at home because it's something like when we're on the road, we're all kind of wishing we had that. And now that we've been home for a while, I think everyone's kind of getting a little itch to, to travel again, just because that's what we're all used to. But it's, I mean, this show has really brought us all together. I really, I think the goal, at least for me, was to really show the other sides of all my friends on tour and all these players. I think tennis, you really only, the fans really only see one side of these players a lot of times. And it's just like that, you know, beast mode, game face, and that's about it. So I'm hoping that, you know, you can get some, we can get some more fans for these players, just getting to know them a little bit more, knowing their backstory and where they come from, what their personality is, what they like, what they don't like. And I mean, it's been, it's been interesting for me. Look, you know me, I've always been pretty outgoing. So I think it's kind of nice to bring the other side of this out in, in other players as well. I'm curious for you going from interviewee to interviewer, what's been the most difficult part? <laughs> uh, the most difficult part, I think, is being really concise with some of your questions. Because I think when you are being interviewed, they are actually looking for you to expand on your thoughts. Like when you're on the desk or where you, when, when you have a microphone in your face, they don't want like one or two word or one sentence answers. They're looking for you to be a little more flowery and conversational. And I think when the roles are reversed, there's times where it's good to be conversational. And then there's times where it's like, all right, Bethany, you have to like answer the question precisely so that they know what to respond back with. But I think, I think I've kind of done it in my own way because I know all these players, I've actually wanted it to be a little bit more conversational. I think, I think whenever you can get that kind of energy on camera, it's a little bit, it's more authentic. It's a little bit more real. And I think people can relate to that. And that was one of the things that I wanted to shift even when I, I mean, look, I've done, uh, I don't know how many thousands of interviews I've done and been asked the same questions. And it's, and it, I, it's just not, it's just a little stiff. And I've always wanted to kind of go away from that. And so now that I have the chance to be a little bit more conversational and, you know, ask some fun questions along with some serious questions, I think it's great. And honestly, I'm pretty surprised. Like, a lot of players will will kind of go both ways like there's there's serious questions in some of these interviews and then a lot of times there's like what are you doing for fun and and we i think we hold a really good balance between both and that's that's one of the things i was aiming for too i mean look i'm i'm a pretty fun relaxed person but if there's someone who wants to you know get down to the mental nitty-gritty like i'm there too i think it's really i think it's all really interesting so that's what that's what I'm looking for, um, kind of on the other side of the camera. Do you think it's easier for you as someone who has been in the interviewee's shoes, as you mentioned, someone who has probably given a fluff answer or two over the years? Can you recognize, Never. and I'm sorry for swearing, yeah, Never. but can, can you recognize if someone's bullshitting you, is it easy for you to say, like, you know, I'm just going to use her as an example, like, Shelby, I was with you at that tournament. That's not what happened. Like, you know, <laughs> are, are there things like that where you can, do you feel as though you can get a, you know, a more, more depth in the answer, I suppose, from the player because you have that relationship? experience of also being a player yeah I, I definitely like look we all kind of know the questions that we're gonna get asked and I think the biggest thing is that the whole idea of when I'm when I have a friend of mine on camera like I want to bring the best out of them and I think when we have that conversation that's what like I'm not looking to stump them with a question and I'm not looking just to get a sound bite or a quote. Like it's a real interaction, a real conversation. And they get to, if they want to talk about their charity, if they want to talk about their dog, if they want to talk about tennis or don't want to talk about tennis, like it's, it's all, it's all good. And I think that's what is helpful when, when you want players or athletes in general to kind of open up. Like sometimes when you don't know someone in the media, you're just not sure what, what angle they're coming at. And I know almost everyone on tour who's done uh, enough interviews has been burned somewhat here, here and there, just whether it's a little bit of a misquote or a misrepresentation on what they meant. And I think sometimes players actually do are, are less outgoing then because of that, because they're just trying to be careful with what they say. They want it to come across the right way. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll put it on the reporters a little bit too. Like the questions, 
I think are sometimes a little too generic. Like there's been times when, when you talk about giving a fluff answer, like I've been asked a question where I'm like, I legit can't even be entertaining <laughs> with this answer. It is like, I have to give you like, yeah, I, you know, I gave 110% out there today. <laughs> like, I don't know, like what, like you have all these cliche athlete responses and you know, my opponents played great. You know, I just happened to be the winner today and you know, and that's all good and fine. But I think that's why, you know, what I've kind of done is, you know, ask some questions, had someone answer them and then kind of based on what they answered, like I kind of go along with that. I think sometimes when we've done interviews, someone will have, like A, B, C, these are the questions that I want to talk about. And so they'll ask a question, maybe someone gives a great answer, and then they'll switch topics and go to another one. And and if you're not used to that, which, I mean, at this point, I, I kind of am, but <laughs> if you're not used to that, you, you're kind of like out of your first answer, and then you're like, oh, we switched to you know, my next opponent. And half the time, I promise you, I can, I can tell you the answer of what all the players are gonna say. And they're just like, well, I've known her for a while, or I've played her in the past, or I'm gonna go have my coach watch some video. And like, it's, you can't really get super creative with that. So I, I kind of want to put it back on the interviewers and the media that are asking questions to really be engaging and ask, ask questions conversationally, because I think that's how, you know, these athletes are gonna, you're gonna get better, better answers. Mm -hmm. And believe me, I have some questions I hope you haven't heard yet in your career uh, for you later know. on today. I've, I've heard a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going to get creative. Trust me. Uh, but, you know, you, you talk about that, and it, there are so many fantastic personalities and just individuals in tennis, and that's part of the glory of an individual sport is there are 500 different stories you could turn to that you would just be fascinated by, a player's background that you could have never imagined that player from those circumstances becoming a professional tennis athlete. And so to try and share those stories, I imagine, is something that appeals to you. And I don't know, do you think there's an untapped potential in terms of the, the questions you can ask players. Do you think players aren't being asked the right questions right now, I guess? Because I think one of the silver linings of this quarantine period has been seeing how many fantastic personalities there really are, how many creative minds throughout you know the tennis game, and whether it's TikTok or you know, Instagram chats, whatever it may be, we've all enjoyed as tennis fans hearing from players. I guess why, do, why does it take a quarantine for tennis fans to get engaged with players like this? <laughs> I mean, that's, a, that's, no, that is a good question. I'll give you that. Um, <laughs> is that like uh, calling no. me, that's the Vashik's funny? You're like, I guess that one's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> you got me there. No. Uh, no, I think, look, I think right now you're paying attention to their personalities and what they're interested in. And I, I'm going to put it again on the media a little bit for doing some homework and some research on getting to know some of these players. There are a decent amount of players that have posts on social media. I will say, you know, right now you have more players posting a little bit more information. So you are able to get to know them a little bit better. But I think I think you have to go into all these interviews knowing that there's always some backstory. There's always different relationships with family, with friends, with pets, like off-court interests. Every single player has one. Like they all have one. Like we're all different personalities. That's fine. Uh, even if we're they're not outgoing, there's still a story there. And I think that's what the aim should be in some of these interviews and these questions. And that's something that, look, that's what I'm doing Tennis United for. Like, I, I love kind of telling that story. Um, obviously, I know them really well, so it's a little bit easier for me to have that conversation with them. But hopefully, once the tour starts, we can continue doing this. Like, I think their answers can be just as interesting post-match or post-practice. Like, really, it's, it, is a, it is a balance between, like, all these you know, backstories and off-court personalities and then combining it with how they play, like what their personalities are on the court, how they react to their wins and their losses. And I think when players and athletes are good with their story kind of coming out the way they want, they're going to be pretty open. Like, I mean, look at someone like Novak right now doing all his Insta lives. Like he's given away a lot of his secrets on men, on, on fitness, on nutrition, mentality. Like that's super cool. Like I've tuned in a bunch to that. And really he's not, he's not the only player that thinks in, in that way he's being outgoing with it, but every player has a little bit different perspective right now. And that's one thing that I, I really have learned because Sometimes, yeah, with my really close friends, I kind of know how they are when times are tough 
or when you have those wins and losses. But some of the other players that I don't know as well, it's been really interesting to kind of see their perspective on what they think about this downtime or if they're feeling anxious or sad or some of these negative emotions, like how they're dealing with it. And at the end of the day, there's a reason why they're all really good athletes is because they all have a pretty good perspective on how to deal with it. I'm not saying they don't have negative emotions or they don't get upset or feel anxious or things like that. I'm just telling you that pretty much everyone I've talked to at least has an idea on how they combat that or how they they flip it around a little bit. And it's all in different ways, which I think is so meaningful for people out there. Like that's that's what people also want to hear. Like they want to know that you have what your pet's name is, but at the same time, they want to know like, well, how are you getting through this quarantine? Not knowing when you're going to go to work again. Like that's super relatable. And I think uh, everyone that I've talked to so far on Tennis United has really given a great perspective on that and that's one of the things like I try to get out as much fun as we have like hey like what's keeping you positive like is it the people that are around you is it like your downtime do you read do you look at quotes and and really I mean every like I said every one of the players has a different perspective and a different story I mean there's no chance that you could get bored paying attention to the tennis tours yeah. No, again, that's the, the joy of professional tennis. Week in, week out, day in, day out, there's always some sort of storyline for fans to enjoy. You've gotten to interview people like Berrettini, Tom Janovich, Jennifer Brady, Shelby Rogers on the show, FAA. You know, the list goes on and on. Your favorite interview thus far and the person you are chasing most to get on the show? <laughs> my fa- i got to pick a favorite. Um, my favorite interview... Uh, that's a good question. In all honesty, the the last charades game that I played was amazing. With Team US was hilarious. Like it I was amazing because I jumped in. I was teamed up. I was teamed up with Shelby Rogers. I actually thought we were pretty golden. I'm not gonna lie. And I actually did an Insta live with her on the WTA's profile this this earlier this week on Tuesday. And I was like, Shelby, how did we freaking lose this <laughs> like game? Like, there's no way Jem Brady and Coco come out with with that. So I'm sure there'll be a rematch at some point, but. Uh, Jim Brady, Coco Vandaway, Shelby Rogers, like they're some of my closest friends. Like we've hung out in the off season together. So it was that was a lot of fun. But I mean, really, I've I've actually gotten to know a lot of the players uh, like better than I, I knew. I, when we did charades the week before, we had Diego Schwartzman, we had Team, we had uh, Dennis Novak. And I like I know again, I know these guys and I, I've chatted with them, but like seeing the, them in this a different sort of perspective was, was a blast so I think I'm I'm I've, I feel lucky that I get to host this show mm-hmm. but who are you but who, there's got to be who one. am I chasing yeah there's got to be one I mean of course I'm looking at like I'm texting Serena and I'm like <laughs> yo when are we doing your makeup tutorial your, I, you, she did her skin routine the other morning I'm like I wrote down notes like this is what I want to know I need to know that I need to put eye serum on before I put my eye cream on like these are important details that you should be telling me on Tennis United but look, I, I mean, I could go down the list. Basically, I'm chasing anyone who hasn't been on it. Like, I mean, I've texted a bunch of my friends. I was texting Waz on Instagram the other day. I want to get her on. But it, I think it's, it, look, anybody who hasn't been on, I'm chasing you. I'm going to start stalking you actually now. So, yeah. by the way. Well, all I'll just say is, you know, I'm like a week 27 guest where it's an off week and it's like, we know people aren't really going to watch because they're vacationing, (laughs) but, you know, I'm here for you should you need it. Um, I guess, I, you know, no points, no player points to my name, but, we, you know, I can find a future to win a qualifying round or something. Do my best. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, no. And honestly, I think we're going to branch out even to some other sports. Like, again, this is is Tennis United, but we're going to bring in some other athletes. Uh, By the way, stay tuned for Tennis. Today, the episode is coming out. It's Friday today, right? It's Friday. It is Friday. Yeah, all right, it's Friday. Um, Tennis United episode drops today. Um, we have a few other athletes coming on. So I think that's Ooh. that's going to be the next step, too. Like, look, we're all coming together on this. There's a lot of sports seasons on hold. I know there's been discussions about some of them starting up again sooner rather than later. But um, that's I think that's a next step, too. Let's go mm-hmm. beyond tennis. Yeah, I look forward to seeing it. And again, for all of our fans, I believe Tennis United comes out every Friday, right? 
Every Friday, yep. Yeah, so be sure to check that out. You can find it all over Tennis Twitter, of course, on YouTube as well. But you talk about the tour returning. I want to talk some rumors I have heard, and I believe it was announced officially, or not officially, but the rumors are now out there, so it's going to be happening, about a Laver Cup-style formatted event in Charleston. I saw an official tweet being posted, and, you know, we had all heard rumors, but now I feel like I can ask you about it. What's the deal, (laughs) B-Dog? Is it happening? Right now, as far as I know, it is happening. There is going to be a team event, the reopen tour in Charleston. Super excited about a team event. There's going to be 16 players, so it's going to be eight on eight. You're going to have two captains. I don't know if I don't think we've selected the teams yet. Uh, That will be announced later. Um, But I definitely know I'm going. I'm so pumped that it is in Charleston. Look, Charleston's one of my favorite cities. Really bummed I missed the Volvo Car Open in April. That was canceled. That was the tournament right after Miami. Obviously, it was canceled. So I'm really excited that we get to do something in Charleston. But it's going to be fun. Like, I think it's going to be... It's going to be interesting to have like a team event. You're going to have the team on the court. It's going to feel a little bit like Labor Cup. But uh, I'm curious. Like I haven't, I haven't been a part of something quite like this before. So I'm really, really excited. I think it will be fun. And I actually, I think it will be really entertaining to watch. I think, I, gonna... I think all the players are going to be pumped too. Like we've, yeah. been, we've all been practicing and training. And now we get to like a little bit of competition. I think, it'll be, I think everyone will be pumped for it. No, I'm all in. And fake odds have you as a favorite to be a team captain. I mean, I could see you absolutely up there. That could be I mean, a Tennis United segment. I put, my, I put segment. my resume. I put my resume out there, so Bob Bob Moran knows. Uh, so we'll we'll see. Uh, we'll we'll get the list of players and then and then go from there. Yeah, and, and it's awesome to hear. And uh, you know, an event like that, it, it would be it would appeal to everyone, regardless of if we were in quarantine or not. But you sort of mentioned it there in your answer. How much are you itching to just get back on court and compete once again? <laughs> I mean, look, I'm a competitor. I'm a gamer. As I no much idea. as I do, I know, I know. It's hard <laughs> to believe. Um, I get a little aggressive on the court. But, um, you know, it's uh, once when there's nothing you can do about it, like, there's really no point in me wishing there was a tournament or wishing there was competition. I mean, I'm, again, I'm taking this time to sort of make some changes in my game that maybe I thought I never had time to do. And, as much as I do like training and practicing, and look, at, whenever I retire, I'm sure I'll still keep playing tennis. I know I will stay fit for the rest of my life. So it's not, you know, I'm not really doing this to get ready for a competition. That, that's what I had to change. Like I'm practicing and I'm training not to get ready for competition, but just because I love tennis, because I like being fit, because I like testing new things out on the court. Uh, I like making changes that will potentially help me get better. Like you just have to shift your reasons a little bit. Um, but look, whenever competition gets back up and running, like I'm going to be there. It was funny because I was talking to Carolina uh, Pliskova and she talked about how much that she wasn't a fan of practice. Like she's like, look, I play for matches and I play to compete. And it's really funny because when you watch her, how chill is she on the court? Like, and, yeah. she, and that's what she's like. I love it. Like I love the competition. And I'm like, I just wish I could stay as calm as you like during some of my matches I feel like yeah I like have a lot of energy and sometimes I go a little too far and I get a little tired (laughs) but um but I think a lot of the players kind of feel the same about competition like we all don't mind training and practicing but everybody's everybody's a gamer like we're all doing this for a reason and that's really honestly that's the biggest adjustment I think everyone's had to make is is to find that motivation a little bit because we don't know when we're going to compete. Like everyone's doing this for competition. Like you're training to feel good in a match. And that's where, again, I, I switched it and said, I'm training right now to feel good. I'm training to hit certain maybe physical markers that I want to hit in, in, whether it's times, whether it's speed, like whatever it is, you just had to, you just have to shift your goals a little bit. Mm-hmm. And for you, you know, you're still, I guess, two years now removed from the knee injury. And, you know, I, I'm sure you don't ever want to overexert yourself in your training. You want to be ready for when competition comes back, but you don't want to, you know, burn out too quickly. How has, you know, maintaining that balance been during this off period? It's been, what, 10 weeks since competition, something like that? Have ten, been- 10 weeks? Yeah, I think something crazy. crazy. I know. A quick 10 weeks, I will crazy. say. And, I, you know, I haven't gained too much weight, so I'm pretty happy with I'm myself. <laughs> but, yeah. You're looking pretty uh, slim still, so thank that's you. good. Thank yeah, my mother would say I need 15. to eat a little more. Yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, for you uh, right now, how has been 
you know, maintaining that balance between staying in shape but not burning out. Yeah, no, honestly, that's a super important thing to keep in mind because you have all this time. It's easy to be like, I could go run a marathon today because I'm not doing anything tomorrow or next week. But for me, it's still, there's still a balance. Like, look, I want to feel fresh every day for practice. I want to, I still take days off. I still switch my routines up. I mean, some days I'm out on the court for a few hours and other days it's an hour and I'm done. So like Friday today, you hit me on an off day. So I just woke up, I had some pancakes, a coffee, probably gonna sit out by the pool. Cause again, like you can, you can build your physicality and you can build your, your tennis back up. You don't, we don't need to go ham in the first week or two. And I think, and I think, like you said, this 10 weeks has kind of gone by fast, but I think the first four weeks were pretty slow and now it's kind of sped up a little bit, but no, for me, my schedule is really important. I'm maintaining it so that I feel good week to week. I still have gradual improvements. There's no reason for me to go run a hundred miles just because I could not that I'd want to. I'm not that kind of person. Give me some (laughs) interval training. I'm good. If you told me I had to go run five miles, like now I'll leave that for Wozniacki when she wants to run all her marathons. Like you go girl, I'll be there at the end cheering you on. But um, again, no, that and that it's helped me to switch my goals up. Like I want to, I want to be fit. I'm still taking care of my body. I'm still doing my recovery. I'm still doing some ice baths. I'm still foam rolling. Like there, there's still the sense of this, this balance in training and recovery uh, throughout this whole period. I'm going to be honest. You lost me at pancakes. Chocolate chip, banana. What are we talking about? That, first of all, that was like four minutes ago. That's where I lost <laughs> you. Like, damn. <laughs> no, I heard it all. I just, I'm, so, I'm just a little hungry this morning. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I have like a stack of chocolate chip pancakes over here. And um, I have my, my latte that's like made to perfection in the morning. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I ha- Again, I have two chefs living with me. I have my hitting partner. Uh, Atari that's here and then I have Justin that's here and they've been kind of cooking everything so when I come down like pancakes are ready like I just smelled it from my room I'm like oh it's time to wake up and go to breakfast so uh, again I'm, I'm a little spoiled right now so uh, I'm, I'm definitely uh, I'm definitely enjoying this yeah no that's a win um I, this might be the question that gets you in trouble it's crunch time right now it's dinner Friday night you want to set the tone who are you asking to cook Justin or not Justin Justin, 1,000%. Actually, like, Justin just, yesterday he made some, his skewered chicken, what was your uh, recipe? Is that the marinated one? Yeah. Your chicken skewers on the grill? And then he made a, what was the rotisserie the other day? Uh, Yeah, you have my attention. I like it, rotisserie. A sirloin sirloin rotisserie out out (laughs) on, on the barbecue. He makes his own mustard barbecue sauce. That's like unbelievable. No, just, <laughs> Justin's like ridiculous. We've been grilling romaine. We put like uh, everything bagels, like seasoning on it. I, I mean, I'm telling you, like Justin's cooking skills are two thumbs up. Right, He's cooking I, every I, time. That's an easy yeah, answer. That sounds like a win. Are you guys enjoying some nice kimosabi mezcal on the side? Of course. No, I've been making margarita. I mean, it's come on. There, we have a pool. Like, it's 100 degrees out. Like, you got to have a margarita. So, kimosabi. We've been mixing. Uh, drink of choice right now is we have, like, this cherry. Uh, you've been doing the cherry. He's been doing the cherry lime uh, margarita. And I like the grapefruit celery bitters. It's called a dancing queen. So, uh, it's really refreshing. Grapefruit, um, juice. You have grapefruit sparkling water. Uh, celery, simple syrup, a little celery to stir it in. It's healthy. Come on. Double shot of kimosabe. It's perfect. By the pool. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I watched a video of you, uh, some sort of, uh, you were at the bar for tennis warehouse and you had two people with you and right away you go, I'm pouring doubles just so everyone knows. And they were like, yeah, yeah. Okay. That was just, that was a great piece of content as well. That was so I'm pouring doubles just so everyone is aware of what I am serving them. Uh, yes, 100% doubles, and uh, that actually on that video I was making Dancing Queen. That's like my that's my favorite drink right now. Mm-hmm. No, I, I it looks delicious. <laughs> uh, but so this is the question you may not have never been asked before, and oh. you know nutrition has become such an important part of professional athletics, especially, you know, as more information becomes available, training, staying in shape, all of that, it's become, you know, not that it was ever out of style, but it's certainly the fad now. You're posting Instagram workouts, whatever it may be. 
you know, we're, you're also still human. And being on the road, you know, 40 weeks a year, I'm sure you get bored. You get a little burnt out. You just need to kick back and relax. BMS, B-Dog, my girl. Have you ever played a match hungover? No. I haven't. Never? I know. I know it's actually kind of surprising because everyone's probably like, no, Bethany's a rebel, 100%. <laughs> um, here's, here's the thing. I work so hard to feel good that I just don't feel like I could let myself do that. I mean, like I have a lot of food intolerances. When I first took the test, this is probably like six years ago, I had 28 different foods that I had to avoid, <laughs> like gluten, dairy, pineapple, eggs, vanilla. Like who's allergic to <laughs> vanilla? That, that's everything. Um, and so I feel like at, when I made the decision to kind of go all in, like, again, I'm an all in person. So I'm like, okay, I gotta go all in and I'll avoid it all. <laughs> I just felt that much better that, I, that it made it worth it. Look, if I didn't notice a difference, I would not do it. And I feel like the same thing. If I didn't notice a difference, if I could have a couple glasses of wine or be hungover the next day and actually physically, you know, feel re reasonably good recovery wise, like I probably would do it, but I just, I know for me, I just don't. And I can't like, to me, especially in competition, like I, I, I couldn't let myself do that. There's been a few practices where I have, um, and that's probably where I tested it out just because I'm just sweating bullets and I'm just like, oh, it's only 72 degrees. It feels like it's a hundred. Like I, so, uh, it's just no, that, that, yeah, I, I have not. And that's, that's actually a really honest answer. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a win. I mean, that's, I feel like, cause you hear things, of course, you hear about some parties that have been legendarily thrown at like, uh, Airbnbs at the challenger level. And you're just like, wow, really? You guys were doing that? That's ridiculous. But I mean, you know, but some I players I feel like can do that. Like I, yeah. and I'm not going to like throw out names or anything, but I'm like, <laughs> if you feel good. And you can still like compete. Like there's been, there's been some people that have just been like, no, I played better. And I'm like, I wish, like I would do it. <laughs> I, I'd totally do it if I felt better. <laughs> yeah. Two weeks in Miami and then a week in Charleston, I'd be like, I'm going out. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I got to do at least one night on the town, but no, no sure. but I always, I always, I balance it out. Look, you, you usually have a day off here and there and I will definitely, I am up for that. Like this year we went to New Zealand really early. I, I finished the last part of my off season in in New Zealand before the tournament was going to start and before the Australian swing was starting and I'm not going to lie like we went to wineries almost every single day and at some point I was like no I like I physically need to feel better than this <laughs> as much fun as I'm having but um but yeah I there's definitely I think balance is key um, and I think it's a personal preference. Like there's some players on tour that have never had a sip of alcohol either. And it's, and it's just, it's what, what makes them feel good. What, what they enjoy for me. I like finding a balance. There's times where I want to feel great. And there's times where it's like, you know what? I have a few days. I'm going to enjoy the city. Yeah, I would tequila before a match day would just be devastating. I'd just be like, I no. can't. Do I mean, it. look, tequila. Like the reason I pick mezcal is because it's at, like I actually feel pretty good. Like, kind of warms you up. It's like a happy buzz. So yeah. I don't, I don't mind that. But before, before I play, I, I feel like I'd just be sweating way too much. Uh, it makes a lot of sense why you wouldn't want to be doing that before. But you know, you hear rumors, so I figured I'd ask, uh, throw in a new question. But you know, for you, I also know the last time we talked, you guys were about to launch Lucky. And love uh the clothing line right on your birthday by the way uh which yes. we celebrated at the time i imagine things yeah, have been going right. well since then um but you know how has everything been going with lucky and love no it's, it's been great and i think like everything else it's like across the board things have kind of stalled and everyone's just you know making it up along the way a little bit because again i was supposed to be wearing all my outfits through the clay court season like i had my out my collection for Indian Wells. I had a collection for Miami, and then I had my French Open collection. So all of those were were coming out, and we had to figure out like, all right, Bethany's not playing any of these. So you know, what are we gonna do? <laughs> but obviously, I'm still I still have my lines with Lucky and Love. You can get them at luckyandlove.com. You can get them at tenniswarehouse.com, and it's it's really been a lot of fun. I mean. You know, the next few steps might be, are we doing a little bit more athleisure? You know, I, I that could be, you know, are there going to be leggings and tank tops coming out? But right now, I think the way things are going, you're going to see tennis courts opening up a little bit. So everyone can put their alf new outfits on, look super <laughs> cute. You know, you've been wearing sweatpants and sweatshirts and pajamas for the last 
10 weeks, so why not start looking cute now? Yeah, I don't want to get in trouble, but I would show you my legs right now, and it's just <laughs> sweatpants. That's all it's been. I, I know, do like exactly. I just do. I agree. Ooh. Yes, there we go. Exactly. I know. Exactly. You'll notice that that leg wasn't fully extended because I haven't been stretching. Uh, but <laughs> that, yeah, that's the hammies, a, hammies are a little tight over there. Oh, they gave they gave up years ago. <laughs> I will never, my, my senior year of high school, we like practiced in the morning, and then we were on a bus ride. And this is my one tennis story, and like we practiced way too much because we were going up to states, and it was the day before, and they're like, "We want you to be ready, whatever." And so, whatever, so we're skipping school. Cool, I'm in. Um, but we practice for like three hours, and then we get on the bus immediately. And of course, you know, we're in high school. We're all still midst of puberty, so everyone passes out. And like I'm sitting on the bus, full hamstring cramp because, you know, oh. I'm not the best athlete. And I like uh. fall on the floor. I'm like, guys, guys, but everyone's got their headphones on. And that's when I knew I wasn't going to be a pro tennis player. That was the moment. <laughs> it was yeah. at this moment that you yeah. knew. <laughs> yeah, this that was the exact yeah, it's like it's over. It's just it's not happening. The hamstring has given Listen, up. Listen, when the when the hamstrings lock up, I feel like it's calves and hamstrings. I mean, what do you, oh. like what can you do like that? Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> I'm just like cram. Yeah, you're just like why is yes? You're just like why? What what did yeah. I do to deserve this? But anyways, uh, you know that's that's where the alcohol comes in, right? You drink those yeah. problems. So <laughs> I, I haven't been one of those. I'm not really a cramper. I've I've stayed relatively hydrated. Mm-hmm. If I get sick. Uh, those are the only times I've, I've cramped on court. And let me tell you, like cramping is just, I mean, you can't do anything about it. Yeah, it will take miserable. the best of an athlete down. So, yeah. no, I, I completely agree with you. And even it'll take the worst of the athletes down <laughs> as well. So, so yeah. I, Nobody's I, safe. Nobody's yeah, safe. Exactly. I, both ends of the spectrum. Everybody's in the same place when they're cramping. Exactly. It's a lose-lose. Well, you have been so kind with your time, Bethany. And so my last question for you, for all the fans out there who want to hear more from you, obviously, Tennis United is one avenue they can turn to, but where else should they be following your stuff? Uh, listen, I feel like I am everywhere. I am on Instagram. <laughs> that Honestly, Instagram is where I spend most of my time. I am on Facebook and Twitter a little bit, but Insta, I mean, I'm posting pretty much my daily routines on Insta story, putting out posts every day. Um, so if you really want to, uh, sort of follow along with what I'm doing, who I'm around, what I'm up to, just follow me on Instagram. Yeah, awesome. Well, Bethany, B-Dog, thank you as always for taking the time to chat with us. It is always such a pleasure. And, you know, again, Mike is always open for you should you want to come back on the pod. Perfect. No, of course I'll come back. The last time we did this was my birthday, like March 23rd. I think okay, it was, was the day before. Okay. I mean, yeah. that's, it's what's it? It's May what? Yeah, like 20 seconds. All right, every two months. That makes uh, sense. We can, do, we can do it a little more than every two months. <laughs> yeah, lot, no, that works for Now me. that I'm thinking about a lot happened in two months. Wow. We I know, t- yeah. We could have probably chatted for another two hours yeah, <laughs> about everything welcome. that's gone down. <laughs> yeah, no, just... All right, we'll do it. We'll, we'll yeah, we'll squeeze yeah, we'll, the time a little bit more. We'll figure something out. Yeah, but, right. you know, B-Dog, thank you as always. Stay safe, stay healthy. We will talk to you again soon. Perfect. See ya. Yeah. Hope you all enjoyed my conversation with the one and only B-Dog, Bethany Maddox-Sands. Of course, it is always a pleasure to have her on the show. And hey, that's the trilogy, but you know, everyone always says the best movie in a four-movie sequence is part four. So hopefully we'll get to do that someday soon. And of course, we are always so appreciative to B-Dog for taking the time to chat with us. There really isn't a better interview in the tennis world. So candid, so personable, so lovable. I'm a big fan of B-Dog, if you guys can't tell, and so thank you again to her. Thank you to her husband, Justin, as well. Um, You know, he doesn't get to come on the show. He's maybe a little bit more behind the scenes, but he is quite the character as well, and we've grown to become, you know, we've gotten to know him a little bit here at Crack Crack. It's quite fond of him as well, so shout out to the Maddox Sands. Hopefully, they are both staying safe, staying healthy throughout this time, and of course, we look forward to seeing B-Dog back on the court in Charleston for this team event. I'm thrilled. I'm amped. I'm psyched. I'm trying to figure out how I can get to, you know, if if this Charleston event, maybe they'll pick like two or three media members to corner 
quarantine with all of the team, and I'm just trying to position myself to be one of those two or three, be on the ground with them for the event, get to tell stories, and of course, do it all in a safely and healthy, you know, certified manner, but I'll see what I can do, listeners. I'm on the case, and of course, we appreciate B-Dog for taking the time to chat with us about the event, you know, right as it comes out as well, so that was really cool. Uh, Of course, if you've missed any of our podcasts, you've missed any of the news from the professional tennis world over the past couple of weeks, be sure to go check out our website, CrackRackets.com, the daily news stories being monitored day in, day out on our mini break podcasts, where we've had fantastic guests as well, people like Steve Weissman, Mark Lucero, Ben Rothenberg, and, you know, we had Will Blumberg on when it was All-American time. We've really, you know, killed it with the scheduling, I have to say. Shout out to Dalton and all he does behind the scenes, because we're trying to have timely guests for timely subjects, and if you've missed any of it, you know, you can go check all those podcasts out on our mini break podcast, of course, on this Cracked Interviews podcast. We were on a bit of a college bender as of late. We had the chance to talk with people like Ashley Leahy, who ended up being the ITA Senior Player of the Year, by the way, Uh, people like Alexa Graham and Michaela Gordon of Stanford, of course. We've had so many great guests as well, Claire Liu, Christiane, Dennis Kudla, Mitchell Kruger, Chris Woodruff, Paul Anacone. I can go on and on, but I don't have to do that. All you have to do is go onto your app, hit subscribe to the Cracked Interviews podcast, to the Mini Break podcast, and to the Great Shot podcast to ensure that you don't miss any of the action on that GSP. We talked to Sports Business Journal's Brett McCormick. We talked to former ATP CEO Mark Miles. We really think we're covering all of our bases right now, so if you've missed any of the action, be sure to go like, rate, subscribe, review to all of those podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our newest podcast, the Inside Out Podcast, our first narrative-based show here at Cracked Rackets, and our first season talks about a subject near and dear to my heart, the history of American men's tennis in the open era. We talk about which player was the best American male during any given season, their impact not only on the you know culture surrounding American men's tennis in our country, but also their impact on the sport at large. It's a fantastic series that super producer Daniel Westoff has put so much work into, and of course, we think you you all will enjoy it, so be sure to go check that out and be on the lookout for Season 2, which you won't want to miss uh, sometime soon. Uh, also, again, be sure to check out our YouTube channel. You don't want to miss any of the cool stuff Super Producer Daniel Westoff is up to. And by the way, shout out, as always, to him and Max Flagner for the of an ending job they do day in, day out on these podcasts. Again, if you have missed any of our stuff, be sure to go to our website, CrackedRackets.com, for the more immediate updates. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, it's at CrackedRackets. You want to DM me directly feel free to add great shot pod shout out again to our friends at midwest sports be sure to go to midwestsports.com use that promo code cr15 get 15 percent off all of your purchases also be sure to check out our friends at aerobar the only tennis specific energy bar out there you'll go on the site you're going to like the product as well it tastes so delicious uh and you're not going to want to order any of those other ones moving forward you don't want to put that junk in your body you deserve an aerobar at this point in your life folks so go to aerobar.com use that promo code cracked 15 you'll get 15 percent off your purchases there but with that being said for our friends at midwest sports and aerobar for our lovely guest bethany maddox sands our super producers max fligner and daniel westoff and all of us here at both cracked rackets and the tennis channel podcast network i'm your host alex gruskin you've been listening to another edition of the cracked interviews podcast stay safe stay healthy and we'll see you all next time thanks folks